Hello, everyone. Welcome to this very fun and special episode on the Product Led Podcast. My name is Wes Bush, and we have none other than Ramley John, uh, everyone. co-host. And so today it's going to be a bit different. So what we're going to be doing is really looking at 2021, which, yes, it's shocking. It is the end of the year. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and when it's the end of the year, it's always a good time to kind of like look back, see what we've learned, what are some of the wins. And we'll go over, you know, our most popular podcast episodes of 2021, share a little bit more of what we're thinking of doing for this podcast in the next year. And then we'll also kind of touch on some things that happened on our blog and PLG predictions for 2022. And we'll go through some other things so that you can win gifts at the end because yes, this is the season of giving. So uh, we're going to make that fun. Uh, If you stay until the end, there is something for you. So without further ado, let's dig into the wins for this year. So this has been a massive year Mm -hmm. uh, for us at Product Led. Our community has grown so quickly. Uh, Even just our Slack community is at like just 10,000 people already, which is crazy. And it's growing very quickly. And um, we're also seeing like our Product Led growth cohorts um, have been a massive success. It's kind of actually caught us off guard because we set it up as more so like individuals uh, could go through this, get PLG certified. But what we're seeing is teams sending their entire team going through it to really understand, okay, how do we get everyone on the same page about PLG? How do we get everyone aligned on it? How do we speak the same language, understand the same things? And so that's been really cool to see from kind of like a change management perspective, getting everyone moving faster in that direction. And so some of the other things we've done to to kind of do that as well and help people have that same common language around what is PLG as we launched the free product growth certificate. If you haven't taken that yet, it's like the best overview ever on what product growth is all about. I have given that same presentation hundreds of times (laughs) and have hopefully honed it to what's important. So I hope you enjoy it. Check it out. Uh, You can go to productlet.com find the free certificates kind of tab under training and take it there or share it with someone on your team. And yeah, just internally, like to support all the growth and everything, we've grew our team exponentially. It's been crazy. Lots of things have broken. <laughs> we've found new ways to, to kind of grow as a team, which has been fun. And we've hosted two virtual summits and yeah, randomly, like anything else that you can think of as far as like this year, the wins and everything else. Yeah, I mean, for sure, I, the wins that we've seen, like we've seen hundreds, if not thousands of people go through that PLG certificate. I know when we launched that, I, I don't know if you recall, Wes, we launched it on your birthday. It yes. was <laughs> your birthday this year. Uh, and it was a uh, massive hit. It came out yeah. at the perfect time because like you, we positioned it as, hey, it's my birthday. Uh, I'm Wes. <laughs> it's a free gift to <laughs> <It's> everybody <again. laughs> else. And it's it's really been awesome seeing people go through that just because I think there's uh, this year, we're going to see in, in our podcast episodes as well as the blog posts that people are really starting to think more and more about product-like growth this year, especially with what's happening around the industry and the world, like product-like growth is really coming to the forefront. And if people haven't, like just as a plug, if you're listening to this and you haven't, <laughs> try the free PLG certificate yet, go check it out at productlight.com. Just do it. It's 
free. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so one of the the other things we kind of talked about too is just like, let's go through the most popular podcast episodes. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to them, we strongly recommend them, but we'll go through both of these and kind of share a little bit about them. And then we'll go through kind of just thinking ahead for next year for this podcast and um, what that might look like. And we'll share that. But what we want you to do as well at the end is really with a review or something, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to your podcast, uh, share in your review too, what you want more of in this podcast, since we're always trying to listen to you and make this the best podcast that you listen to on Product Led Growth. So really want to share more about one of the most popular podcast episodes of 2021. Yeah, for sure. It's titled, and it might be because it sounds clickbaity, but it's actually <laughs> true. Uh, it's a company that I interviewed I, I a CEO called Jane App. They're actually based out of Vancouver. They grew their business, their SaaS business to, to seven figures. She using product like growth. And it's interesting how they structured their team to really deliver on product like growth. Like when people think about product like growth, they think about free trial and freemium, but they created small pods that release features all together. So that's episode 83, how to grow your seven figure SaaS business. And really like they just dug into how their support is different and how they do high touch versus low touch onboarding. And they really dug into that. So that's episode 83. And the second one that Wes actually, if you can talk a little bit about is episode 78, you interview the CEO of Code Academy, how they acquired 50 million users through that. Yeah. So this story is fascinating. So yeah, Code Academy was started quite a while ago, but they just had this really interesting story of how they really acquired all of those users, which was like monumental amount. They did take on quite a bit of VC funding. So they didn't actually have to monetize these users for like years and years and years. And so that was actually interesting to kind of hear like Zach Sims perspective on like, if he was to go back in time and kind of change things, what that might look like. And so you can learn some of those uh, decisions because it is like a huge advantage if you don't have to monetize and you just power on on that customer acquisition model you do have a very compelling free product but there is really important points that he underlines in this episode of why you might not actually want to do that because you do learn quite a bit from people who pay you. They're going to stick around longer. They're going to get more value from your product and ultimately be more helpful. So kind of spoiled it a bit, but it's much better coming from Zach's <laughs> note than mine. So I highly encourage you to check that out because they got some fantastic growth stories there. And he kind of outlines like how they're going to double down on that as well. So I want to go through like based on those two uh, most popular episodes, Ram and I went through and kind of honed in on, okay, what made these episodes stick out to you as the audience? And here's our best guesses. <laughs> so both of these are really like kind of case study-like. Uh, they go through how, you know, JNAP went from you know, zero to seven bigger SaaS business. And then for Code Academy as well, it went from like, okay, how did Code Academy go from zero to 50 million users? And so it's really just kind of telling the story of how that happened and dissecting how they did it. So we take it that that resonates with you and you want more about that. And the 
The second part is that, yeah, there, we talked with the CEOs and the leadership team of these companies to really hear the inside of the scoop of this. And I think what you gain sometimes with talking with the leadership is just a bit more of the holistic picture of like how everything fits together. Um, there is a downside though, as far as like, you don't necessarily go as deep into each of the specifics of how things might've been rolled out and whatnot, but it does make for a better story. So that's what we're thinking is really kind of where we might want to go for next year is more of those case studies, more talking with leadership. But Ramley, was there anything else there that kind of stuck out to you as far as, you know, where you see the podcast going and what you'd like to see more? Yeah. I mean, the other thing really is around outcomes, like, you know, sure. um, You got product-led growth, but like how can product-led growth impact this, whether that's growing a seven-figure business for JNAP or, you know, acquiring 15 million users with a code academy, think really like not just the title itself, but like what can people achieve with yeah. with product like growth? It's not just a buzzword. Like it actually gets real business results for yeah. people who, uh, for businesses that apply it to their company. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. It's like, and maybe our job at Product too is like not so much like, okay, there's the training, but it's like, okay, let's be the champions for everyone who's getting results for product at growth and sharing that. Because yeah, it is a new go-to-market strategy, but the reason we're doing something new is because it really works better than the the current alternative of sales let growth. So absolutely. And then the the next section is really just on some of our our most popular blog posts for um 2021 um Renly, did you want to go through those yeah for sure this is not a surprise like one of the most popular <laughs> blog posts that we've seen here is a blog post a post that you've written like a few years ago around what is product like growth what is the definition yeah, the basics <laughs> <laughs> yeah people are looking for I think what that really tells us is more and more people are are trying to figure out what product like growth is and how can people get started with that? I mean, in terms of stats, that got 41,000 page views this year versus like 26,000 page views in 2020. So that's almost doubled from that. I think more, like I said, like more and more people are looking for what product-led growth is really about. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious to ask why you think that's still blowing up even more, actually blowing up even more than it yeah. did uh, when you first wrote it. Yeah, I think it's just like the amount of people learning about product growth this year has skyrocketed. Luckily, we're also seeing people who are like actually going in and applying this stuff and not just getting like stuck on stage one of like, what is product-led growth? So they're really like diving into this and learning all they can. But this is a really great starting point for people to to just learn what it is. So if you ever like type in product-led growth and then find product-led.com's article, you can check it out and see for yourself. But yeah, it just shows that this market of people understanding what product-led growth is and willing to, to learn more about it is exponentially growing. And I definitely don't think we've even hit the peak. Like we're just at the beginning of product-led growth and the best days are definitely ahead of us as far as like more people learning about this. And as there's more stories, kind of goes back to that case studies. And there's just going to be a lot more people that are like, okay, I get it. I've been hearing this new thing. And now I'm starting to see these results. And that gets me really excited about moving in this direction. And that's what I want to do for my business as well. So yeah, I definitely see that. And then there is the uh, second one. Do you want to touch on that one? Yeah. I mean, the other one, and we get asked this question a lot, like totally. Les Ramley, what is the tech stack for product-like growth? Uh, and our head of content, Laura, like put together this massive list, like over about 199 
tech tools that the product-led growth companies use. Uh, and it was just a huge, massive list that she compiled, uh, Laura compiled for us, for our audience. And it did really, really well. I guess I got an over 6,000 page views this year again. I, I think that's really speaks to people are still trying to figure out, like, sure, you got like the change management piece of product-led growth, but there's yeah. definitely the tech side to try to understand implementing product-led growth to the business. Yeah. And I think like the understanding of PLG is like, if we summarize it to like levels, people are getting a lot more to like level two on that, like understanding PLG holistically, how it works, how to implement it in the business. But the tool stack part, <laughs> most people are still like at the level one or the level zero, or like you just have like your pre-existing sales-led tools and you're trying to do the, the current things and product growth and you're like, oh man, like I can't even get account scores. Don't know how to understand PQLs, how to fit that all in there. Oh man, like how do you pipe this details into our sales force? And like, there's a lot of messy problems <laughs> as far as thinking through it. So yeah, the goal for the article is definitely like to help simplify that. If you go to our blog, it's like the first one that's been there. But yeah, I think there's just like, we're talking about the predictions soon. But yeah, that will allude to one of the predictions around product like growth tools is blowing up. And it's good because that's always better for the customer. And as a company that is product agnostic, we can definitely uh, help point in the right direction of what we think is, is best for whatever your stage is on your product that journey. And so yeah, to kind of recap the points there, what this kind of shows us is like PLG is just getting started. Uh, more people than ever before want to know what it is, how to do it, how to implement it. And then the other part is just tools are overwhelming. There's so much choice out there. And what's going to happen is a lot of convergence as well. And just you need to have more clarity around what does the PLG tech stack look like. And as far as product-led and stuff, one of the things we're definitely going to do to support you in this area as far as tools is there is, as far as the free product-led growth community, um, there's a tools channel that is always on fire <laughs> as far as people asking, oh, do you recommend this tool or not? Here's why you should or shouldn't get this one kind of thing. So uh, continuing to, to invest in that as well. And then we're also looking at in the future too, to having like uh, tool meetups as well to kind of like discuss what that looks like. And so there's lots of fun things where we can do there. But now it's time that we review yeah. 2021. We can talk about the future, which is always exciting. So Randy, did you want to go through your predictions? Yeah, I mean, for sure. In terms of predictions, one of the predictions I'm, I'm seeing more and more, and we're talking about tools already. <laughs> yeah. And one of the gaps that I'm seeing is around like how to empower sales with product engagement data. You know, there's like, you can Frankenstein that all together, but it really, you know, there's 2022 would be that year where there will be tools really more and more of tools popping up and really like one standing out. Well, that will help sales team really to see which users are getting a ton of value in terms of your product and which ones are ones that it's time for sales team to reach out. And sure, there are tools like Pocus or um, Blinks or or even Endgame, which is enabling that. But even like uh, thinking about CRM for, for product-like companies in terms of sales would be super, super big. I mean, that's one of my predictions. How about you, Wes? Like, what is one of your predictions for 2022? Ooh, let's see. So one of them, my favorite is I call it the days of the free monopoly are upon us. Um, and that sounds scary because we all think, oh, monopolies are like the end of the world. But I think a free monopoly 
is something that you actually welcome. And maybe if you're in the space with an existing tool, it's something that scares the crap out of you because yeah, it's really hard to compete with free. But from a consumer perspective, I think it's going to be very interesting and beneficial to most people. So when you think about like a software giant, let's say they have... I'll give you an actual example. They're not a software giant, but I'll give you this example. So convertkits.com, their email marketing platform, basically they make it really easy to send emails to your list. And so they have this big vision of really helping creators earn like full-time kind of income uh, doing whatever their side hustle is, or maybe that becomes their full-time thing, but they they want you to make that income doing what you do best, whether that's artwork, whether that's building a community or something like that. So in order to get there, you need more than just a list. And so you really need to have people signing up for your stuff every single day to build any sort of traction. And so one of the kind of things they thought about is like, well, man, people need more subscribers. And so how do people get more subscribers? Well, typically getting your first 100 subscribers is like (laughs) guerrilla marketing. You're like reaching out to all your friends, everyone you think is going to be of use or would enjoy your newsletter. And then you kind of like, hey, would you like to join? Uh, It's very manual. But when you start scaling up, you need a landing page. And so instead of writing like hundreds, thousands of articles on landing pages, they created a free landing page tool. And this is entirely free. And so they're going into the landing page space and just saying, you know what? Screw it. We don't need to monetize this. This is absolutely free. And it's going to help our creators get more value because yes, we're going to help them get more subscribers and emails so they can send more emails, which feed into their main product. And so um, it is an adjacent market they're moving into, but they have no need to monetize it. And it just helps them grow their overall total just market. It helps them make their creators more successful. And so I just want to share that example because that's a free monopoly. (laughs) And they could keep adding more existing free products onto that. And it becomes very hard to compete with free. So that's just one of the examples. But uh, Remy, I don't know if you want to touch on it or go to your next prediction. Yeah, I mean, I totally see that happening. Like more and more people are pushing out free. And particularly, I think to sum that up, and it's ties to one of the predictions I'm seeing, is that when people, consumers or buyers are expecting to get value sooner than later, I think that point of value is moving up closer to the earlier in the customer journey than it was before. And even before people sign up, like they want to see value because like even that sign up, they're giving away their email address. There's like friction with the whole sign-up process. Some some sign up, they still require you to verify your email, which is absolutely crazy in this product-like growth world. But I think like tools like I remember with Canva, where you can like create, design, and edit even before you sign up for the app itself, really showcases that people are looking to see the value of the app before they even go through and, and sign up for something. I'm seeing more companies like Unbounce and Postscript and ProfitWell who are doing this really well, where they're like looking to gain value before they actually give something or ask something from the buyer itself. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I know uh, when I was signing up for Duolingo a while back, uh, I was trying to learn a language. I'm really <laughs> bad at learning languages. But I found this sign-up experience really great. Like I was actually learning before actually getting into the products. 
And so I think like those experiences where, you know, there is front loaded value as far as getting into it, it just makes it a lot more sticky. I know one of our customers that came out of the product like growth certification program, they did this just as well. So they're in Zuzo and they have a product which makes it super easy. Like if you have a Shopify store or like any e-commerce store to create like those little cookie announcements you see on the website, like, okay, accept our cookies kind of thing. And it's really kind of straightforward, simple, but part of their onboarding experience is you like change the color of it, you personalize it, and it's all pretty easy things. And then you kind of get it set up and then you get hit with okay, if you want this on your site, particularly I get the code and stuff, like you just need to quickly sign up. And it's like a super low risk ask. And it just makes sense because yes, you want your data and like the editability to remember it and all that stuff in the product anyways. And it's a security product. You want it to be secure. (laughs) So it makes complete sense. Like the timing of that too. So yeah, I think that's a a great example, Rambo. Awesome. What's another one of your... I I know for people who are reading this, we should have a blog post when this comes out. But like Wes, you have a ton of predictions. I was like so surprised. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you posted this song, you could probably write a whole book, but we don't have to go through all of them. But <laughs> I'll pick the main top three. How about so? The, the second one is probably being product led will be seen as more than a product thing. And mm, I good. was guilty of this when I first Wait. got into product led growth. So many of you probably don't know this, but how like I really got into product led growth. I was already doing consulting for B2B SaaS businesses well before this whole thing was called product-led growth. And so I was doing the same stuff, but just didn't have a label to be like, oh, that's what I'm doing. And then it finally kind of clicked. But when I, I still got into it in the early days, I was building in a program around it and then the book. And then I started digging like way deeper, doing all my research around product-led growth and still working with companies on it. And I started realizing like, oh, shoot, I thought it was just a free trial free model, but it was so much more than that. It was like, oh, wow. Like the way you qualify uh, your users and accounts, that needs to change. Oh, wait, the way you sell needs to completely change when it comes to your sales team as well. Then from a marketing perspective, it's like, oh, wait, that needs to change too. And the way you do support, oh, wait, everything breaks down when you have hundreds of thousands of users. That needs to change, whether it's more knowledge bases and all that stuff. And so the way I looked at it was like, oh man, every team needs to be involved. This is so cool. And so that's really what excites me about this too, because it is, you need an entire organization to make this work. And so what we're predicting here is that as more people dive deeper into what product growth is all about, um, there's just going to be a lot more debate, content, training around, you know, whether it's product that sales, marketing, support, the whole spectrum of every team as far as being involved in building a product that business. And that really excites me because I think even like with our, our current training and stuff like that, we're just scraping the surface too, as far as getting people on the same page about what product-led growth is. But there's the future of creating a product-led marketing school, product-led sales school, product-led support school, and having the training support and everything to, to really empower an entire organization. And so that's really what excites me looking in the future. So yeah, Randy, back to you. Yeah, I mean, I just want to add on to that before we hear your third prediction. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when you were speaking to to that about, you know, it's not just product. Like, there's other things. Like, oh, it, it touches upon support, upon sales. Uh, yeah. I kept thinking about the iceberg analogy there, where like on yeah. the surface level, people think, well, product like growth is about product. Well, product like growth yeah. is about free trial, premium, and I, I still see that often on LinkedIn or Twitter, where like 
is product led growth just another term for freemium? <laughs> it's like absolutely not. Like I I, I keep yeah. seeing this misconception here. And to your point around this, I think more and more people dig into product led growth, what it is. They realize you're right. Like it touches upon your pricing. It touches upon how you do support. It touches upon how your whole company is structured and their focus is now delivering on user success versus trying to fit this whole product roadmap. So I think that it's just, if I had to leave an image to what you just said there to that prediction, is that like people are starting to dig deeper underneath the what people see in the iceberg and like going deeper makes you realize that product like growth is a whole company strategy and not just a product strategy. Yeah. And if we're going to use a car analogy here, <laughs> maybe they're, they're looking at the Lamborghini, but now they finally look under the hood. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I agree. And so I guess for the, the third and last one for predictions, unless you have any other <laughs> jump in on. You got it. it. You give your third predictions. <laughs> yeah. So like free products have never had a more ripe environment to spread like wildfire. Um, so we've seen a lot of crazy things the last couple of years. I mean, yes, it's no surprise, the whole COVID-19 pandemic, and now there's variants and all that stuff. But what you're really seeing is a, just an acceleration of a couple key trends that have already been powering product-led growth in the book on product-led growth, as well as if you take the free uh, product-led growth fundamentals course, we talk a lot about, you know, there was the first tidal wave, which is just like right, the customer willingness to pay for products is, is going down uh, significantly over the last five years, it's gone down 30%. But you're looking at with everything going on in the world, that is actually getting pressed down even more so. So you're seeing that downward trends. And then you're also seeing it's just never been easier before for anyone to start software business or any other business for a matter of fact. So the environment is just ripe. And you move those two forces together, lower customer willingness to pay higher customer acquisition costs. You really get an environment where if you are just doing the traditional thing, traditional sales-led growth, your margins are just getting slashed. And it's going to be very hard to operate a business in that environment. So right now, it's, it's still a choice for many people to, to be product-led and, and move in this direction. But I'm going to see a point where it's going to be, you just can't compete if you are a pre-existing sales of business. So I'm hoping if you're listening, you're on the fence, do it and move mm. in this direction. But there is going to be a bit of a uh, crush when it comes to companies that just don't evolve. So that is going to be something that we're seeing a lot of maybe smaller upstarts that are product-led eating some of these bigger traditional sales-led uh, companies um, markets, especially on the small and medium-sized businesses. But once they get that flywheel working in that space, it won't take much for them to, to start moving up market and doing that whole hybrid model with sales, which powered by product-led growth. I love it. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. I think we're seeing more and more enterprise companies realize like, you know, their buyers have changed. Like they want to try yeah. it like before they actually buy it, even if it's a very expensive software I'm totally with you. I think there's more and more companies uh, if they don't think about offering something free or yeah, they'll get their lunch eaten for sure. For sure. And we like our lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we like yeah. our lunch like that. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, what would you like to, to go through next, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, as a wrap up for this, uh, we have something special. Can you want to talk a little bit about that, Wes? Like what is our, you promised a gift. <laughs> you promised oh, yes. a gift earlier on. What is that <laughs> gift that people might get for listening all the way until the end? 
Yes. So if you see Ramley right now, he has this vintage product-led growth <laughs> hat. It says PLG nice. on it. Uh, it's his go-to. And so if you write a testimony or a review of the product-led podcast, you can leave it, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere, we'll check within the next seven days. We'll go through all those reviews and pick one that really best resembles, you know, where we want to go with the the podcast. So like leave what you want as far as what you think we should do more of or less of as far as the podcast, we want to hear from you. And so far, the best idea, the one we're going to implement, uh, we're going to send you a free PLG hat to really say thank you. So that is if uh, you're up for it, the challenge, uh, it's going to be fun and you're going to win something cool. And for those other people out there who are thinking to themselves, oh, I'm not going to bother doing that. <laughs> I have one ask. You got to take our product growth cohort. <laughs> nice. We have lots of them coming up uh, this next year. It's honestly one of the most fun things that we do here at Product Led is just get you learning about product growth in a fun environment where you're going to be live, uh, learning with other people and have opportunities to really get your questions answered. And we are doing something really crazy this year, which is monthly cohorts. So we're going to host the most cohorts on product growth ever. And it's going to be a really cool opportunity to just bring your team, learn together, get on the same page about what product-led growth is all about. And of course, if you want to learn more about it, you can just go to productled.com and check it out. And now that we've kind of gone through the review of the podcast and as well as some of the other highlights of 2021... And we've gone through the predictions. Did want to bring one thing up, which is going to be a big change as far as this podcast. So Ramley, did you want to let them know about your next steps? Yeah, my next steps. I will be stepping down from product-led in uh, full-time capacity, but I, I will stick around be a coach. I'm joining um, AppQs to lead the content, but I won't be too far. I'll still be plugged into the product-led growth community for sure. And Wes, you can't get rid of me that easily, <laughs> so to speak. I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> I will be around. If people tuning in, I'm still around the product like growth community, just on the SaaS side, on AppQ side. Awesome. Well, yes, from everyone who's listening and from myself too, it's been honestly absolute blast. I know like when we initially started this podcast way back, like it was just an idea and it's been awesome kind of like seeing you go through and really just like dissecting so many different stories around how people are building product-led businesses and building up to where it is. Like we're almost at the hundredth episode, uh, which is crazy. And so we're going to hit that uh, soon. And this community as well has grown substantially. So we all say thank you, Ramley, uh, and definitely wish you the best on your next journey. And yeah, we got to have you on the podcast at some point, because like you said, <laughs> we're, we're not getting rid of you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. For sure not. I still want to stick around, so to speak, for sure. Totally. Well, awesome. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode and wish you all the best in 2022. Have a good one, everybody. 